Hey, Chirocasters, Dr. Drew Rubin here. There's a lot to be thankful for this season. I, of course, am thankful for my sponsors, Chirorite, now you know, and Preferred Chiropractic Doctor. I think they are amazing companies that really stand by the philosophical chiropractor. But I also would like, I'm thankful for you guys, uh, my listeners. We have thousands of listeners all over the world um, that are listening to this podcast. And I just, out of the bottom of my heart, appreciate and thank all of you. And would love and be honored and flattered if you guys can put a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is that you haven't been listening to this because it would be amazingly helpful and beneficial to get this word out some more. And now here's a podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be talking to Logan. Um, unfortunately, uh, I only have a very brief amount of time to, to share with you guys because we had a little uh, Eastern Standard Time, Central Standard Time mix-up. So... Um, I was ready at 11.30 my time, and now you guys are 11.30 your time, so I'm going to talk as long as I can, then i got to run to class. I have a lab class at 1 o'clock Eastern. So, um, but I want to read to you from um, The Bigness of the Fellow Within, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, it's from Chapter 20. It's called Pioneers. Um, a type of mind seems to believe that because all earth is known and the country settled, no further pioneering remains to be done. Thus far, the pioneers have been working on the outside of things. Nowadays, the new direction of pioneering is towards the inside of things. We know the planet pretty well. We are now exploring the atom. We are only in the far-off, dim beginnings of knowledge. Discoveries are yet to be made, greater than those of Columbus, but in another region. The youth of today live in a more thrilling period than those of the merchant adventurer or the earlier frontiersmen. There are pioneers, plotters, and parasites. I love that from BJ. They are pioneers, plotters, and parasites. Pioneers make the venture and the conquest. Plotters consolidate and hold what's been gained. Parasites follow to live off others' labors. My question to you guys is, which one are you? Are you a pioneer? Are you a plotter? Or are you a parasite? And unfortunately, you know, in chiropractic, we have all kinds, right? We have, we have different kinds. We have some pioneers and plotters and parasites everywhere we go, whether they're at school, whether they're at while you're working, whether they're just in politics, whatever it is, there's always going to be these kind of things. But I think this is the key thing, and what BJ says later, there is this about the pioneer. He's a man of courage and vision in the community. Timid people stay home. People who live in the rut do not venture far. The pioneer has the vision to see new regions and the spirit to conquer them. Right? So I, I know that you guys being here at this club today, where you could be off doing something else, I know you guys are the pioneers, right? You guys are the ones who want to take care of the kids. Like, I want to take care of the kids, right? I want to take care of the pregnant women. I don't understand how chiropractic has dug itself in such a hole in, in dealing with back pain and neck pain and headaches and whiplash. You know, all those are interesting uh, and important, and I still see a lot of that, but the pr primary child, the primary person that I see is a child. Right? The number one person in my practice, the first person to come into my practice is a child. And then we get the family. And I'm telling you, it's a lot easier to build a practice getting the kid first and then seeing the rest of their family than getting a parent first and trying to convince the, the parent to bring their kids in. Right? It's so much easier to see the kid first. Uh, and to me, there's, there's nothing more important than that. And then BJ goes on to say, Mind boundaries may enlarge, but they do not disappear. The strange thing about knowledge is this. Every new discovery opens up wider regions to be conquered. The less a man knows, the less for him is there to be known. The more a man knows, 
the more there is for him to know. Wise men no longer measure by learning what they know, but by what their learning shows that they do not know. The unknown is the only region that is increased, the only region that is not decreased by discovery. So what does that mean? That means the more you know, the more you don't know. Right? And, and that, now, that may not count for national boards and OSCEs, right? You need to know certain amounts of things, right? But honestly, like the more I study different things, and I've been doing this for 30 years, so I've been around. The more I study certain things, the more I'm like, oh my God, I got to know more and I got to know more. And, you know, I've been studying autism now for years and I keep on learning new things about it. I've been studying concussions recently. I just did a four-hour uh, whole presentation on it and um, I, I, I'm like amazed at how much I don't know, right? And I think that's a really important thing for you guys to understand as, as students is that right now you don't even know what you don't know. Right? You don't even know what you don't know. You, there is a, a vast world out there. And to me, the most important thing we have to discuss, and if you heard some of my recent podcasts, I've been kind of focusing on this, it's the brain. Right? We got some serious problems with our kids' brains. And as far as I'm concerned, chiropractic is the only people who can do something about it. Right? Because you can go on like your phones you know, and get like luminosity or something like that and maybe play some game or maybe you can do some like feedback kind of things and play some game on the computer or on your iPad or whatever but I'm telling you like I mean I love iPads you know I use technology just like everybody else does but that's not how to strengthen your brain right there's only there's only, only two ways that I could think of that you can strengthen your brain what's the two ways you can strengthen your brain from from our perspective number one is It's what we do, right? Adjustments, right? Chiropractic adjustments. I'll give you a little hint, all right? Maybe you're not used to hearing that, but chiropractic adjustments help the brain. And who better to explain this than Heidi Havoc? Have you guys been following Heidi Havoc, Dr. Heidi Havoc from New Zealand, right? This would be yes, this would be no. Um, so if you're following Dr. Heidi Havoc, uh, that's great. If you're not, you really should be because Heidi Havoc has been talking about like even one adjustment actually changes how the prefrontal cortex understands the way sensation works. Even one adjustment. So adjustments are not spinal things. They're not backbone things. Adjustments are brain things, right? I may contact the spine, right? I may thrust the spine with my hands or an activator or a network technique or whatever I'm using, right? But the, the whole point is that the actual adjustment affects the brain. That's the first thing. And what's the second thing that we can do to help affect brains? It's neurology, right? Let's do some functional neurological exercises with these kids, with your adults, right? Because if we want to turn them on, we got to get to them. And it's not just about getting to them when they are in front of us, right? Because how long does an adjustment really take? Give or take. Does it take an hour to adjust someone? 30 well, 30 seconds, that'd be really quick. Um, so, but maybe just doing a toggle, it'll take 30 <laughs> seconds, right? For most adjustments, let's, let's, let's be realistic. Take five minutes, maybe seven minutes, you know, depends on what's going on with them. Crisis, maybe more. Uh, little baby, maybe less. Um, but let's just say an average of five minutes, right? So if they're spending, let's say, they're coming to your office once a week and they're spending five minutes getting adjusted, what do they do in the other 160 or whatever it is hours, right? They better be doing something to 
increase their brain, right? And how can I say this with authority? Because, I mean, have you noticed there's more concussions than ever before? Have you noticed that autism has risen from 1 in 10,000 to now 1 in 59? Have you noticed that ADHD is now 11% of our population? Do you know that learning disorders is, a, is 10% of our kids' population, right? So uh, Alzheimer's is rising more than ever before, Parkinson's. Uh, suicide is at an all-time high, opioid use. Why do you think opioid use is so high? Like you, people are so stuck on talking about opioids. All right, let's talk about opioids. Opioid use is at an all-time high because people's brains are messed up, right? It's not because they have pain, right? If all you did was have pain, you just do something to make it feel better, whether you get adjusted or whatever it is, right? Massage is because their brains are messed up. They're so, our society, we've created such an addicted society that we're willing to be addicted to anything, whether it's a, it's a phone or whether it's a, a drug or whether it's a cigarette or whether it's food. We just love being addicted, right? How do we break these addictions? How do we how do we break this vicious cycle, right? It's very hard to do it in someone who's already addicted. But you know what's really cool? Is when you adjust a kid and you prevent them from ever having these kind of issues in the first place, right? So to me, getting adjusted isn't about necessarily fixing like the colic or the reflux or the latching or the nursing problems or the ADHD or whatever it is that they come in with, right? The, the real point of doing what we're doing is so that they don't get the same stuff that their parents do, right? And, and that's a hard thing to measure, right? I've had a lot of people say, well, how can you measure something like that, right? How, do you, how can you talk about, well, you know, what never happened, right? But to me, that's the most important thing to discuss is, is by getting adjusted, that person has now avoided their entire life is gonna be a different life. You know, my, one of my favorite words, and you've heard me use this before if you listen to my podcast, Chirocast, um, is trajectories. I love the word trajectories. We're gonna shift the kid's trajectory, right? And even, even if you're talking something as simple as back pain, we're shifting trajectories, right? Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to lead people down a different path. That's what BJ was talking about when he talked about pioneers, right? We are pioneers. What, is a pi what did a pioneer do? Right? A pioneer went in some covered wagon right, and rode from Atlanta to St. Louis in a covered wagon with like, you know, a couple of hunks of dried meat and a, maybe a, a bottle that they were, you know, a, a knapsack or a rucksack that they would put some water in, they'd fish out of a river, right? That was pretty brave of these people. Right to go out there and, and you know and imagine like okay so I'm I'll be speaking in St Louis next year right so and it'll take me like an hour hour and a half flight to get there from Atlanta to, to to you guys I don't know how long it'll take but not that long right how long did it take the pioneers to get to you I don't days right it'd be like okay I'm gonna speak to you guys uh, next I better start packing up and figuring out and get my you know my wagon ready. Uh, and fix the wheel because I have to get some wood and hone it down or whatever, right? Amazing what, what we can do, our, our technology. I'm here in Atlanta and you're in St. Louis and we could be talking together. It's totally crazy. But there are pioneers before us who did this, right? Where are the pioneers in chiropractic? Right? We've had a lot of great people come up with a lot of amazing techniques, right? So, you know, B.J. Palmer, right, and the Logan brothers, and there's been a lot of great people who have come up with some amazing, you know, chiropractic techniques. Where are they all now? 
and I know I, I don't mean dead, right? <laughs> so I'm not talking about dead. I mean, <laughs> right? What I'm talking about is where what, what the pioneers just stopped. Because what, what what did B.J. talk about? He said the discoveries are yet to be made. Right. So so we're not talking about pioneers necessarily discovering another technique. The last thing we need in chiropractic is yet another technique. But I think what we need is the pioneers to discover what, it, what are we really doing, right? And to, to, to make people understand that the, we need pioneers to go out into the world and teach people that chiropractic isn't about making their back feel better, right? That was a mistake that our forefathers made, that we were a back pain, neck pain, headache fixer-uppers. What we need is pioneers like you guys. And why do I say you guys? Because you guys at Logan are doing something like, I don't know why the whole school isn't behind you right now, right? But so that means it's a small cadre of people, right? And I'm telling you, it's the same thing at Life University. It's the same thing at Life West where I teach. the same thing at, at, at Western States. same thing everywhere. There's always the small cadre of people who want to take care of kids, right? But the kids are our future. And what we need to do is we need to, to explain to our parents that it's their brains that we're working on, right? I, I may be touching their back. I may be touching their cranium. I may be touching their glutes. I may be working on their shoulder, but it's really their brain that I'm working on. The exercises I give you, right, for functional neurological stuff, it, it may look like I'm using a paintbrush on your hand. It may look like I'm asking you to go on the floor and do the lizard exercise or, the, or to do the the snow angel exercise. And they all may look like physical exercises, like you're doing a workout, right? But I always stress to my patients, understand, well, it looks like nothing. I know it looks like nothing, but it's a brain exercise, right? And you can't exercise, your, you can't take out your brain and kind of shake it up or something, you know, and, and make, it, and make the, your brain lift. You gotta do something. We wanna turn the power back on and let them, let their bodies know how powerful it is. And the way we do that is by making sure that their brains communicate with their bodies and bodies with their brains in the best way that we can. Right? So does an adjustment, is all it is just me pushing on a bone? Right? Is that, is that it? Right? Like if, if, you, if you listen to some of uh, things that like Dr. Arlen Fur from the, uh, the inventor and founder of Activator talk about, they actually have come up with devices to measure so that when you actually adjust someone, what happens is, and we're not just talking like EMGs and you know thermal scans and stuff, which are very primitive really in comparison to some of the stuff they've done. So he talks about there's a special kind of measuring device that when you adjust someone in that particular area, what happens is that the immediate effect is the temperature in that area goes up and it stays elevated for minutes and minutes and minutes after time. And they've only measured this for 10 minutes so it looks like that the, that the thrust occurs and that the adjustment, you know, like it just from a physical appearance looks like, oh, I'm done. And patients always say, is that it? You know, are you done? Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. But the, the thing is, is that I might be done, but the adjustment's just starting. Do you guys get that? The adjustment is just starting. In other words, Dr. Four's research uh, you know, or, or mentioned research that shows that even just for 10 minutes after an adjustment occurs, that the area in that area that was adjusted, that the, the temperature in that area is higher for 10 minutes later, right? Uh, and what that shows is that the body is working 
after the adjustment occurs. So there's an adjustment, which is the physical thing that makes the thrust, right? But then there's the real adjustment, right? So every adjustment has two adjustments. There's the first adjustment that you deliver somehow with an activator or with your hands or with a, you know, a, a network tonal based adjustment, whatever it is. But then there's the real adjustment that occurs and that's the body now taking the force that you gave it and now extrapolating it and not just in that one little spot that you touched, but now up into the nerve system, up into, you know, through the brainstem, through the basal ganglia, through the thalamus, up into the neocortex, into the prefrontal cortex, and then down again, right? And that's the adjustment, right? So when BJ talks about the adjustment with that extra something, that's what he's talking about, right? He's, and, he mean, and he meant it in two ways. Number one, an adjustment with the extra something means that when you're adjusting someone, you're doing it not just going to crack whatever, right? That you're doing it and you're, you're doing it with intent, right? That's the, his first meaning. But the second meaning also is understanding the far-reaching impact. Like what's one of B.J. Palmer's favorite sayings? You never know how far-reaching something you may think, say, or do will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. That's what the adjustment is. Right, so the adjustment may, may take five minutes, but it lasts hours and later days and later weeks and later months based upon that particular person and how their body is able to handle it. And that's what makes it different, right? That's what makes us so special and so unique. And that's what we need pioneers like you going out there and teaching people. Don't teach people, I'm going to make your back feel better, right? That is a waste of time. So will aspirin, right? Teach them, I'm going to have your brain understand your body better. I'm going to have your brain process the world better. Right? When a child came in yesterday, a new child, autistic child, who is literally throwing herself on the floor, banging her head with this much force, smashing her head into the wall. And I sat down with her and I held her hands and started touching her hands and started rubbing her feet and watched her calm down and I told her parents she is disconnected the job of a chiropractor is to reconnect her brain doesn't get the world but we can help her brain process the world better that's what we do understand right that's what we do and I hate to cut this off because I could keep on going and I would love to take questions but I got class in five minutes and I got to run around the other side of the campus to get there so um, Thank you so much for having me.